Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Castro, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, did you miss me? Adam, in three words, I want you to summarize how you feel about the New York Jets. Go. Three words. Three words? Three words. Yep. Dazed and confused? How are you? I'm good. Dazed and confused? Dazed and confused. (laughs) Great film. Fantastic film. One of my favorite films. Actually, I was able – I watched – well, I watched The Bachelorette last night. Great program. We're at the finale tonight. So definitely if anybody is uh, wondering what the fuck to do on on Tuesday when they're out of fantasy semifinals or had a team put up 176 points and still end up losing in a semifinal, you know, you you, you do something to do like I do. Sounds very specific. Uh, Because that was me. Yeah, well, I figured – I had a team put up 176 points and lose. I think I've had that happen to me this season. Not in the playoffs, though. That that is something else. To describe to describe my 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 anger and bitterness, I am quite angry and I'm quite bitter. Normally. Normally, yeah. But this this just this 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 just takes the cake. This this takes the cake. I mean, I had two other semifinals where a whole team just didn't show up. I put eighty five points up in a semifinal, and then another semi I put up a hundred and twenty seven, which isn't like too bad, but it wasn't enough when there was a week of Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor and Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs that were out there looking to uh, to play with me and. Uh, do very, very, very inappropriate things. I'll let the, well, don't forget uh, David Montgomery and Leonard Fournette. Well, I didn't play David Montgomery or Leonard Fournette anyway. Oh. So I, I was making this more of a personal example. I did play oh. Derrick Henry in multiple places. I did play Jonathan Taylor, and I did play Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. And they did very, very inappropriate things to me. What those inappropriate things are, I will let you, the viewer, in your sick, twisted, evil minds decide what those very, very inappropriate things are. Because this is a family show, and I would never, ever – ever go into full detail about what those sickening things are well it's good for both of us frankly that you're not doing that both of us and all of our listeners uh, i enjoy my time on the air yeah well you don't want to you want it to be cut to be uh put to an immature to a premature end because of uh because of what happened so mm, yeah. yeah no anyway last waiver show of the year i know crazy this is nuts. Crazy. We're going to be going into off-season shit next week. I know. Oh Weird, right? God. I just can't, can't imagine. The oh season God. went by so fast. That's like, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Well. Jesus. Here we are. I mean, first, you know, we're at the waiver show. Oh, God. I don't even, I... I'm kind of disappointed that I wasn't on, on the show to talk about the first, like the first time the Jets got to win all season. But like, maybe just... that's the key. Maybe that's the key. You need to prematurely announce that you're not going to be on the program on Monday for the Jets to win. Well, now at this point, I don't care what happens. I just wanted the one win, so we don't go on sixteen. What happens now if you win another game? Well, that's just well. Then all bets are off. That's fucked and up. You get two wins <laughs> and. <laughs> And I think Jets fans would lose their minds. That point, at that point, I'd be pretty mad because then it's just like, then it's just like, like Christopher Adam Gaze would be like, hey, 
Christopher Johnson, you know, I was able to get the team to play really hard these last couple of weeks. I was able to get two wins out of this Mormon squad. You should keep me for another year. Although at that point, at least I'll be a Giants fan. So who cares? True. Good point. My team will head into the playoffs, potentially. True. True. (laughs) Uh, There is some breaking news, and this does affect people who own players on this particular team. Uh, There are reports out there that Dwayne Haskins is not going to play this week because of a uh, COVID violation. Oh, yes. I did, I did hear about that. He was, ma- he was partying without a mask on. At a strip club, yes. At a strip club. The yes. old Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. So, no Kyle Allen, no Dwayne Haskins, maybe. Half of and Alex Smith. Maybe no Alex Smith. Who do they bring in? Yikes. That's a big yikes. Uh, I'm trying to think of former Panthers quarterback. Jimmy Clausen? Did Ron Rivera? No, that was John Fox. Never mind. I was going to say, Jimmy, Jimmy Clausen is uh, getting paid very handsomely to be uh, on broadcast now. I'm thinking of former Panthers quarterbacks that Ron Rivera could, bring, could potentially bring in. Jake DeLong. Jake DeLong. Went further back than me. <laughs> Jake DeLong. Hey, listen, if Tom Brady can keep playing, then maybe Jake DeLum can too. Uh, well, they're, they're, they do seem optimistic, however, that Alex Smith is going to be ready to go. The backup plan actually is a former Carolina Panthers quarterback. Ooh. And you guess it. You will never guess this in a million years. And if you do, I'm driving to Port Washington, and I'm strangling you because I know you cheated. Is this from – the Ron Rivera era? Yes. Oh, God. I Derek like Anderson? I doing a right now. It's Derek Anderson, isn't it? It's not Derek Anderson. Fuck. Come on. You think that it would be that difficult if it was Derek Anderson? Everyone knows Derek Anderson. PJ Walker? Think shit's funny? No. I take shit seriously. I take shit very seriously. I take shit very seriously. Very seriously. Like getting embarrassed out there on Monday Night Football? In front of everybody? In front of everybody? Um, oh, God. You will never guess this. Probably not. Taylor Heineke. Fuck, I remember him. Oh, of course you do. Oh, he started like a couple he started like a couple games, I think what was it 2017 or something when Cam Newton or 2018 when Cam Newton was out with the injury? Yeah, he was the um, he was the Kyle Allen before Kyle Allen was Kyle Allen. Taylor Heineke. Jeez. Well, yeah, no. he is he is the plan D in, in this instance. Why do I know that? Uh, no, well, really, plan C, because Kyle Allen is on IR. So it would be, yeah, it would be Alex Smith. And then if Alex Smith can't go, it would be Dwayne Haskins. But if Dwayne Haskins is not able to play because of well, really, man wanted the- to go see some, uh, some very, very inappropriate things, then it would be Taylor Heineken. Well, here's the thing. I think it's a plan. I think it would be a plan D, because basically Dwayne Haskins is plan B. Because Alex Smith is a starter. Well, right. But I'm also saying that there is no plan C after or before Taylor Heineke and then after Dwayne Haskins. Well, I guess because Kyle Allen is on IR. Yeah. Okay. So it is plan C. Yeah. He's plan C. Normally, he'd be plan D. Man, I wish there would be a video component to this because I feel like we just confused the fuck out of our listeners. Oh, we definitely did. We definitely did. Basically, to to surmise – 
Dwayne Haskins probably will not be playing on Sunday, and it is a two-man race to see if Alex Smith will be ready to play or not against the Carolina Panthers. If he is, then all systems go. If not, it's Taylor Heineke. And the be Taylor very, very Heineke careful. revenge game. It would be a Taylor Heineke revenge game. In addition to the Ron Rivera revenge we need game. This. We need this. Alex Smith, please rest your leg. Please rest your leg. We need this. We need this. Oh, God. It, it's a Taylor revenge game. Yeah. Ron Rivera and Taylor Heineke against the Carolina Panthers. No wonder this game got flexed. Oh, wow, Adam. This is exciting. Yeah. Well, you you saw that, right? The news that this game is now being played at 4 o'clock. Yes, I did. I did see that. And it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense because if Washington wins the game, Dallas and Philadelphia, well, one of Dallas, it would, probably, it would be Dallas would be both of them. Both of them would be out of the race to the NFC East. So basically, but it, so if Washington wins though, and the Giants lose to Baltimore, then Washington wins the division. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. I don't think anybody expected that. Washington would win, the, would win the division and be going to the playoffs. For the first time. How long has it been? I think the last time they were in the playoffs is when they won the week 17 game against Dallas. I don't want to be a dick right now, but I want to. But I'm gonna to have to say, can you be more specific? There are a lot of Week 17 games against the Dallas. One that was played at FedEx Field <laughs> when it was when Tony Romo was the quarterback, and it was on Sunday Night Football. I don't I don't remember what year it was. It might have been okay. 2011 or 2012. It's funny because if you, aside from the at FedEx Field one, it's like the game where Tony Romo was a quarterback and it was on Sunday Night Football. I was like, you have to be more specific than that. Thank you so much, Adam. I really appreciate it. Hold on. I'm, I want to say it was 2016. No, it wasn't 2016. It was. No, it wasn't. 2015? No. Yes. Yeah, I think it was. No, it was. At, no, it wasn't was 2015. Not the one, I'm, not the one I'm, I'm looking at. 2012? That's what I thought it was. I thought it was 2012. That's the RG3 year? No, it wasn't the RG3 year. No, it was 20. So, yeah, it was 2015. They were at no, Dallas. No, it couldn't have been 2015 because I they was. They the playoffs. They lost to Green Bay in the wild card game. Was it 2012? Well, it wasn't the last time anyway. Regardless, it wasn't it the last was time. Two, it was 2012. Well, that's the game you're thinking of, but it wasn't the last time they were in the playoffs. That's the game that I was thinking of, yeah, but I didn't know if there was another, um, another Washington team, X team, were in the playoffs before that. Yeah, so they went in 2015. I know. I remember Kirk Cousins went to the playoffs, playoffs once, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so it was 2015 when they lost to Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, I remember this. I remember this game because I was in. Um, I was watching. I was watching this game, and was it was it Punta Cana or was it Cabo? I think it was Cabo. If it makes you feel any better, or it may if. You were kind of you were kind of close because they did play Dallas in week in week seventeen that year, but it was in it was in Dallas. Yeah, this game this game I know was in Washington, so it yeah. was two thousand twelve was the one I was thinking of. I'm surprised they went to the playoffs. They looked terrible that year in twenty fifteen. Well, that was another terrible year for the NFC East. That's yeah. why they call it the most competitive division in football. They went nine and seven. Who could be the best of the worst? I mean, I remember because they played the Jets that year and they fucking and they got murdered. Really? Yeah, it was thirty-four twenty. I wouldn't call that a murder. 
Well, it was it was a lot. It looked worse than what than it actually was. I think of a murder, and I think like Broncos Saints. That's what I think of when I think of full on. Okay. Homicide. Fine. That's my that's my textbook definition of uh, of murder. It was a yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a great game for Washington. But we, Adam, we are, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you finish. It wasn't a great game for Washington, but we've beaten them like three straight in at least three straight uh, matchups. Adam, are you very excited for next week when we don't have to really follow a set schedule? We can just do whatever we want. Yes. <laughs> I think we're kind of just getting a head start on that right now. Yeah, I think we are. Uh, let's just talk about, speaking of upsets, talk about the Jets a little bit. Um, another big upset. It's funny because when I was at work, there was a, you know how like, if you, you listen to WFAN occasionally, right? WFAN, New York's number one sports radio station that employs Adam Caster a double graduate from Hofstra University who has multiple degrees and is award-winning journalist and applies to the Associated Press and has and is part of the 1%. It's funny how you say applies because it's literally not. It's an exclusive club, Adam. Just just accept what for what it is. Say it's an exclusive club and say that you are part of the 1%. I can't I lie. People would respect you more. It's against my journalistic integrity to lie. I think people will respect you more if you just come out and say that you are part of the 1%. It's okay. No, I, 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 this is what this forum is for. I'm not, but I'm not, though. You are part of the 1%. You subscribe to the Associated Press. You know who does that? The 1%. You Can know who doesn't do journalism? that? You know who doesn't do that? Me and the rest of the 99%. Whatever. I'm the 1% of people that does it, but I'm not part of the 1%. You are part of the 1%. No, what what I was going to say is that, so they have this like sports betting minute and they were talking about um, this game, the Bengals and the Steelers. And they said, I would never bet on the Bengals to win this game. Fun fact, Matt, Matt did bet on the Bengals. He bet Bengals money line. Well, good for him. Yeah. Which was kind of crazy considering I watched very little of that game just because I was so done with football and I wanted to watch the bachelorette, but I did watch the, uh, the game this morning. I woke up, I woke up at seven 30. I got it on my phone through NFL game pass and I watched the game. You know what this game reminds me of? Have you ever seen the movie Tommy boy? Yes. You know, know, like the car, you know, the, the, the car, the toy car scene. Yes. Yes. That's a very good description actually. (laughs) <laughs> that's a very good description that that, that that's exactly it yeah this was this was woof. this Hi, was Finley, where did that come from this was chris farley smashing together toy cars lighting toy cars on fire and then me looking at the stat line and the scoreboard was the medic saying oh my god ah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and you know you know what's funny is I was I was kind of like scoreboard watching throughout, you know, just kind of seeing what was going on, and <laughs> I just saw that the score keep going up. I'm like, the fuck is happening? And then I saw that at half there was 30 yards of total offense, three turnovers. It was even it was even 30. Like, oh my god! And first of all, 
there, there, there are certain gripes that I have with this game. I don't think there's anything that is worth talking about fantasy for fantasy other than the Steelers' offense may be a no-go for now on. I honestly think that you can't trust them in a championship if you even got that far. I so, mean, Big Ben's arm looks shot. like – It's shot. Looks like Barry Bonds' arm when he was trying to throw out Sid Bream. Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely shot, dude. It's completely, completely shot. So Looks like Sam out there. Jeez. <laughs> Sam looks better than Ben. I know. I'll give, I'll give him credit for that. That was a better ball. First of all, I will say this. 23-year-old TikTok star. Stop dancing. Stop trying to be back. Go trying to stop trying to go back to high school. And work on your football because you suck. You're terrible. Yeah. So stop doing your Corvette Corvette. He wasn't driving a Corvette Corvette last night. He was driving a 1985 Toyota Camry. Did you see what Joe Mixon tweeted after the game? Of course I did. My king. Yes. My king. It's great. And you know what, Adam? You know what? When I saw that, obviously, you know, he did, he, he's been doing it all season, but you're able to get away with certain things when you're winning. But this is a Steelers team that's terrible. And he's going out there and he's making a mockery of himself and he's putting a massive target on his back. Why does this feel like, I mean, wow, I'm really going back with, the old, with all the references. But remember when like, TJ Hushmanzada like wiped his ass with a terrible towel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some bad juju is what that is. Pun intended. I just feel like the bad juju was reversed. Pun no, well, it's the, it's the other way. It's the other way. Yeah, it's the other way around. I mean, yeah. I mean, what? The Steelers fans are very quiet today. They are very quiet. Uncharacteristically. Very uncharacteristically, yes, because they, they, they know. They know that this football team is, at least this offense, is bad. And this Welcome offense, the real world. again, it is so – I don't understand it, that everyone and their mother knows that the Steelers have to put in a more concerted effort to run the football. Everyone knows it. If you run the football and running the football doesn't work – and then you have to then you have to open up for the pass. That's one thing. But when you're not even trying to run the ball and you're trying to treat Ben Roethlisberger like he's 29 again, it it's it, what do you expect? What do you expect is the result is going to be? So the yeah. Steelers are a mess. You you can't invest in this offense. Defense is fine. Of course you're gonna, you're going to play them. Um Juju Smith-Schuster, like I said, if he was a resident on Long Island and we go back to if I was governor, I would be sending Juju not to Staten Island. I'd be sending him to another island, uh, Rikers, or I would be sending him to a, a nice exotic location known as Sing Sing where he could be locked up in a cage. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. My whole point. Juju, stop with the TikTok. Stop. You are a professional football player first. You are a TikTok star second. Stop it. Yeah. Because guess what? What happened last weekend when he danced on the Bills logo and it became very obvious after the 
Steelers had lost. The Bills came out there motivated by that, and they absolutely pumped them. What happened this week? Goes out, adds fuel to the fire, and says he knows what he's doing. He knows what people are saying and doesn't really care. Adds even more fuel to the fire that already exists. And the Bengals come out, and the defense looks like the freaking 86 Steelers. It looks like, well, it looks like they traded places. It looks like they traded places because that Bengals defense was flying. They were flying. Von Bell was out for blood. Yeah, and not to mention when Juju even got close to getting the ball, oh, my God, he was getting lit up. And then then you had Juju on the bench just sitting there sulking. What do you expect? What do you expect? You are doing this to yourself. Stop See, it. Yeah, I mean, when you're, good, when you're really, 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 really good, listen, Terrell Owens, Joe Horn, even Randy Moss, they can kind of get away with doing crazy shit because they're some of the greatest they receivers of all time. They were able to back up their play. Yes. T.O. can dance on the, on the star in Dallas. And then after score, first of all, after scoring a touchdown, after doing something good, first of all, because he was on a great 49ers team with Steve Young as his quarterback. And he's a good and he's one of the best receivers ever. Uh yeah. He's entitled. He can do that because the performances back it up. But when you have a 23-year-old punk who decides that he what he's going to do, his claim to fame is going to be more for agitating the opposing defenses and putting a target on his back and the rest of his teammates' backs. That's not someone I want on my football team. I'm sorry. It sounds like that I'm old school. It sounds like that I'm saying that what Juju Smith-Schuster did was a bad thing and it wasn't that people are going to say, oh, but it was fun. It was this. It was that. Guess what? You're not allowed to have fun when your team sucks, when your offense sucks. And the Steelers right now, they suck. What, are they, what is going to happen if Juju goes and does Corvette Corvette or does any other stupid, silly TikTok dance at Arrowhead, do you know what the Chiefs are going to do to them? Well, I can give, I can, yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to describe it because we are a family show. I believe the term that I used before I came onto the podcast was take them out back and flip them sideways with a certain act put in between. Yeah. Well, Again, I've, what that act is, use your dirty minds. Fill in the blanks. Well, here's the other thing. Like, at this point, if you, this, is, this is a next week kind of deal because offseason. But Juju, is Juju going to come back? This is it. Juju's in a contract year, and he's doing this shit. I don't want him anywhere near my football team. Me neither. Give I don't me want him anywhere near my football team. If, if I'm a head coach or if I'm an executive, I want someone who's going to come to work every day, put in 100% all the time, and not do any silliness. You, you don't see Devontae Adams doing this. You don't see Michael Thomas doing this. You don't see Julio Jones doing this. You never saw Calvin Johnson doing this. We're talking top receivers. We're talking great receivers. You don't even see DeAndre, not DeAndre Hopkins either. No, no. you don't see this. And, and people will say, yeah, but Juju's young. I don't care. I don't care. Calvin Ridley is young too. You don't see Calvin Ridley doing this. I mean, they were young once. They were all, all of those receivers were rookies. They, they never did this. 
Well, Juju's Never, not ever. a rookie. That's the thing. No, I'm Juju's saying they were they were all the young. League. They're all young. They're all young once, and they weren't and they were not doing this. They're all no. you know, sticking to their game, letting the the old messy adage, let my game do the talking. Well, to be to be fair to Juju, maybe I'll defend him on this point in saying that maybe being a top star in terms of your on-field and off-field presence wasn't as important back then in the early 2010s. Wow, it's very weird to say that. 2010s, yeah. 2010s, teens. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as important then. Whereas now, you know, you do have the rise of Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, you know, all these social media platforms where it's like, oh, if you could do a funny dance, you know, you're cool. I was actually, this is a funny story. And this actually goes into what I'm talking about before we go into the, the waivers. I was talking with uh, someone last night who is not a very avid football watcher, right? And, and she had watched the video. She had saw it. And she said, she had said to me, well, he's my new favorite player. There you go. There's the point. Is you have someone who is who is not an avid NFL watcher, but sees this video and says, "Oh, I don't know anything about him, but I see he does funny dances, so I like him." Well, that, I mean, that's the two sides to the different. Listen, if we if we don't care, he appeals about- to twelve year olds. Yes, he does. Yes, he, he, he has absolute perfect appeal to twelve year olds. Well, it doesn't really matter to us, considering that we are double that age. Well, we we understand that. No. But also, think about it, for our purposes, it's about production. Who cares about what Juju's doing in the, in the pregame? Only when it affects his production. And clearly, I mean, it has. When, they keep, when you're giving teams bullets and board material, why do you think a coach like Bill Belichick doesn't give terrible answers? He doesn't give an inch. Yeah, no bullets and, and board material. And guess what? Bill Belichick, he's earned that right. He's earned that right. What do you think? To be, like Matt to be Patricia. Able to be stern. Yes. Matt what Patricia you, tried to is, pull what it. What has Juju done? Nothing. Nothing. This is like Antonio Brown all over again. The only time he was good is when he had Antonio Brown doing the dirty work for him. But Antonio Brown's better than Juju ever oh, by was. by a million miles. And... Antonio Brown only started, I don't know why he started, I don't know how or why or what made him start doing the crazy shit that he did, but at least at that point he was good enough that he, he was in the same realm as like T.O. and Ocho Cinco. Well, I have two words for you on the uh, how Antonio Brown went freaking crazy. Two words, Vontez perfect. That's probably true. Thank you. Okay. But then, of course, we all remember the juju hit. On Vontez Perfect, which was, oh, that wasn't even close to incidental. Yeah. It was so totally on unper- Juju had one thing on his mind when he took out Vontez Perfect. That was murder. Because at least when, and when Vontez took out Antonio Brown, you could at least, if you slowed it down, you could make an argument that maybe it was the shoulder that hit him and not his helmet. But Juju just went, just went all out. Juju went in crown of the helmet targeting – intentional hitting, intentional murder, every penalty you want to call. 
intentional murder. And it wasn't even it wasn't even the leading with the crown of the helmet. You could you could at least sell it as an accident when you're leading him with the crown of the helmet. But it's when you lean with the crown of the helmet and then stand over him as he's lifeless on the field. That's when I sour on a guy. And does it sound, does great it sound like I loathe Juju? A little. Oh, I do. I, 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 I do. I'd, I'd say so. This is like the icing on top of the cake for, for my reasoning as to why Juju Smith-Schuster will never be anything more than a role receiver in this league. Because he doesn't, he doesn't have the mindset. He does not have yeah. the mindset to be a top receiver. Sorry. Yeah. All right. I know people are going to hate me for saying that, and they're going to say, oh, he's no fun. He's no this. He's no that. Guess what? I like results. I like results. I like seeing winning receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster is not a winner. For our purposes, we don't care what you do in your free time. Right. As, yeah. You want to go to your multi-million dollar home and you want to go do TikToks, that's fine. But when you come to work, you come to work. You don't do TikToks on the Steelers' time. Apologies if we sound like curmudgeons, but it's true. Oh, I am good with being a curmudgeon. I'm, I'm good with it. Bottom line, Juju, stop with the damn TikToks. Chase Claypool, stop with the damn TikToks. Eric Ebron, you too. Get better soon. All I, oh, and, and I will also leave it at this. If I was a teammate on the Pittsburgh Steelers of Juju, Chase Claypool, Eric Ebron, and I saw them doing a TikTok in the locker room, you know what I would do with their phone? Throw it in the stands? I would put it through a wall. That too. And say, there's your TikTok. Post that. Okay, rant over. I feel better. Well, that's good. I feel better. I have a nice smile on my face now. All happy and chipper. Now we're going to talk about waivers that I won't get to participate in because I'm out and I'm not in a final anywhere. This is great. This is great. So, yeah, as far as waivers are concerned, this is an interesting week, to say the least. It's an interesting week, Adam. Well, I think here's a question that I'm sure that you and Chris talked about yesterday. It's because this quarterback is underneath the threshold of a roster percentage. Mm-hmm. Are you starting Jalen Hurts in, the fi- in a fantasy playoff final? Uh, he is a top five play for me this week. All right. He is a top five play. Please and, play him. And he is, he is on waivers, most likely. Uh, yes. Uh, so are you – going to guess and assume that Jalen Hurts is in one of my top three waiver ads for the quarterback position? Yes. Would I be <laughs> well, correct? you'd be right. <laughs> and you want to take a guess on the other two? I'm going to say Baker Mayfield is one of them. And I'm going to say that probably Mitch Trubisky. Wow. Very good, Adam. You actually got the order, too. Jalen Hurts, one. Baker Mayfield, two. Mitch Trubisky, three. Wow. Very good. I'm from impressed. Granted, it is a, it is a very small quarterback market that you have to, uh, to choose from. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts against Dallas, that, that, that's a layup for me. I mean, if you can go and get him and start him, that's a fantastic, fantastic play there. Baker Mayfield against the Jets. Baker Mayfield, in my opinion, I said this on the, uh, on the review show yesterday, that in my opinion, Baker Mayfield has been the best quarterback in the NFL for the past month. And 
he now has a softball of a matchup uh, against the New York Jets at the Meadowlands, a place where the Cleveland Browns, of course, just beat the New York Giants. So they are going in facing the other New Jersey team in their New Jersey stadium. So, you know, Baker what Mayfield, is New like, Jersey? it is in New Jersey. Yes, it's geographically in New Jersey. Like I said, the Buffalo Bills, they are New York's one and only team. Baker Mayfield, he's going to go in. And I think, you know, you should expect anywhere in the range of 18 to 20 points in this matchup. I would expect 250 and two or three touchdowns from Baker Mayfield. I think that is very, very obtainable. And for Mitch Trubisky, very simple, going to Jacksonville, weather will be perfect for him. And, of course, he is throwing the ball to one Sir Allen Robinson. And this is an Allen Robinson revenge game back in Jacksonville. So, for me, Mitchell Trubisky, that is the lock of the year that Allen Robinson is going to score in his return to Jacksonville. You know that is happening. Go, Jags, go. Go, Bears. Go, Jags, go. Bears. Go, Jags, go. Go, Bears. All right, uh, running backs. That's easy. I will say, if, if, I, if I may interject, Adam, I do, I do sincerely apologize. No, it's if okay. You, Go for it. If you are looking at potentially other plays in deeper leagues, I would say Tua is okay against Las Vegas. We talked about this on the uh, review show yesterday that with the continued absence of Devontae Parker, Mike Kosicki, Miles Gaskin, uh, Joaquin Grant, Preston Williams, if those guys are all out, then Tua's appeal definitely is not as great. But if you want to play him in what could be a Hawaii ball, the Honolulu ball between uh, Tua and Marcus Mariota, then I guess you can kind of go for it. Um, you know, I don't love it. He needed two rushing touchdowns to kind of save his day against the Patriots. So it's not one that I'm crazy to go for, but if you have the opportunity and you like the matchup enough, then, uh, then go for it. Um, and then some other ones, some really, really deep ones, really deep flyers. Alex Smith against Carolina, if he plays, and then Andy Dalton against uh, Philadelphia at home, I think could be a, uh, a good play there as well. So for running backs, I think – so you have the news that Cam Akers is going to be out this week with a high ankle sprain, unfortunately. And I guess it's going to be more of a committee than usual with Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown, correct? Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I'm just busy sulking over the fact that Cam Akers has a high ankle sprain and won't be able to win people fantasy championships. What did you say? Do you think that it's going to be more of a committee with Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown? Uh, I would say yes, with more of a lean going towards Darrell Henderson, considering he was the one that got the immediate touches when Cam Akers went to the locker room in the first place. Okay. Well, Darrell Henderson, unfortunately, is above the threshold, so he will not be on your list. No. No, he will not, he will not be on my, uh, on my list very, very, very sadly. Um, it, you know, if I had to go and pick three guys from this waiver wire pool, there are a ton of guys that – I like, but the problem is a lot are still over the threshold. So I don't really know if I would be going and saying that anybody who's under the threshold is a, is a super sort of pickup. I think the one that is very, very, very obvious 
is Salvin Ahmed of the yeah. Miami Dolphins. And that is under the condition that there is no Miles Gaskin. Two touchdowns for him. I You go pick him up. You play him right away against Las Vegas, who allow the fourth most points to opposing running backs. That one is – I think that's one that is just stone cold locked in uh, that you can go pick up. That's my number one pickup of the week. In terms of, num- in terms of number two, I would say Jared McKinnon. Yep. Of the 49ers, if we are going to be without Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, I think that one could be an interesting little pickup against Arizona, who are basically middle of the road. Yeah, it's really interesting because, like you said, I mean, Raheem Mostert left again with the ankle injury. Yeah. It's like the past couple of weeks. And then Jeff Wilson picked up a little knock as well. So both of those guys are going to be going in not 100%. And with the 49ers now – out of it completely you know there's a possibility that they just shut down Raheem Mostert and they just say you know what that's it same with George Kittle so yep uh McKinnon for me is he's he's a solid enough play I think a PPR he definitely has more appeal than in uh than a non-PPR and then my number three pickup of the week I'm going with Lynn Bowden again of the Miami Dolphins I think you know he gives you two things number one he gives you a very solid floor with the receiving upside that he has and then number two, he gives you the position flexibility. He is eligible at both running back and wide receiver in at least ESPN leagues. So if you are picking him up, you are able to play him wherever you want to play him. So he gives you that flexibility where he's a safe play. He's a floor play. I don't think he's a guy who's going to break out for 20, 25 points in any given week. But if you need just someone that could fill in as a, as a second or third wide receiver, or as a second running back, Lynn Bowden can absolutely be be your guy. So for, for me, it's Ahmed, it is uh, Jared McKinnon, and then it is Lynn Bowden. But I will also say, and this is the one that I was saving, please, 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 and this is in the research that I was doing before the show just to kind of see who I could say, Le'Veon Bell is owned in 59.7% of leagues. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is probably out for the rest of the regular season. Please, sweet baby Jesus, pick up Le'Veon Bell. Please, I beg you. I be- I'm, on, I'm on my knees begging you to pick up Le'Veon Bell. This is what they signed him for. Begging. I'm begging you. Throw. This is, this is the pickup that will win people leagues. Pick up. Blow your fab. Blow it. Well, at this point, like, you know, you can't – what are you going to do? Save it for next week? It's finals. He is at home versus Atlanta. Pick up Love Bell. Blow your fab. Blow it. If you have 125 fab dollars, put 124 on it and spend a dollar for a defense. Even then. Please – Please, God, I'm, I'm, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. We're just All going right. through a whole range of emotions today. We've gone from anger to spite to just me basically on my knees pleading. Well, you did say this is therapy. And this, this, this is it's This something. is therapy. <laughs> I, wonder, right. I, wonder, I wonder what the um, who needs a therapist count is at now. I think I've completely, completely blown past you. Probably, probably. I can't say I can't say I've been uh, 
keeping diligent score, but I think most likely. Yes. Oh. Oh, okay. It is currently the score is Adam is at 87 and Bird is at 6,429. Yikes. Yikes. Yikes indeed. That's a big yikes. (laughs) Big, big, big yikes. Uh, Wide receivers. Mm -hmm. This this is also kind of a yikes (laughs) for me. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a big yikes. I mean, I guess Michael Gallup is here. He's under the th- the threshold. Uh, I don't love Michael Gallup. There are three guys that I do like a lot, but Michael Gallup is most certainly not one of them. My number 3 pickup of the week is Chad Hansen. Um, It looks like he is probably the number two behind Brandon Cooks. And I understand, you know, the two for 55 for a touchdown on three targets was not necessarily the most efficient day in the world. But he has two great matchups. If you're playing week 17 championships, he's got the Cincinnati Bengals this week. And then he's got the Tennessee Titans next week, both at home. So uh, he should be very much available as he's only uh, he's only rostered in roughly 2% of leagues. So go pick him up, and if you need an emergency flex, start him. Uh, my number two pickup of the week is Tyron Johnson. Um, this is more, I think, of a speculative ad given the matchups that he has are a little bit tough at home versus Denver than at Kansas City in Week 17 if you have Week 17 championships. But – for me, it really comes down to the Broncos were just completely shredded by Josh Allen. And if I look at, you know, which of the receivers out of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton, I think that I would want to take a flyer on. It looks like Tyron Johnson has two things on his side. Number one, he has momentum. Number two, he's healthy. And I would even put a third thing in there and say that he looks like he has a really nice rapport with Justin Herbert that is quickly budding into something. So Tyron Johnson, for me, is a very, very, very good ad and someone that I think you can go ahead and play. And the number one for me, it is Russell Gage. And uh, five, for, five for 68 and a touchdown. He scored in three straight games. Uh, Julio looking like he may not play this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the game script should be very good for Russell Gage to produce a, another very nice game. So Russell Gage for me is the number one waiver out of the week. And if there's one guy that I think I would trust enough to start this week, it would be Russell Gage. Yeah, I mean, it looks like is Julio going to play the rest of the season? I mean, well, he said that he wanted to play the rest of the season, but I just think with the Falcons pretty much out of it, that he's he's done. Well, he's done for the rest of the fantasy season. So yeah, it makes no sense for him to try and and play again when the Falcons are very much out of it. And I could say, you know, with good confidence that. It could be the end of an era in in Atlanta with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Oh, that's just that that's there just are, there are good reports that I've heard that one of them will be gone. Whether it's Matt Ryan or Julio, I don't know. But one of them, odds are with the way that the Falcons are going in terms of wanting a full rebuild and if they are going to go out and potentially get a new general manager as well, if they're gonna oust uh, Thomas Dimitrov. Uh, in Atlanta, and you have already ousted uh, uh, Quinn. 
I almost so, thought I already. I for a second I thought they already did that, but no, they didn't. They no, they didn't. Yet. Not yet. It was just Quinn. Not yet. It was just Quinn. So if they oust Dimitrov with Quinn, and you have a whole new general manager and you have a whole new head coach, which you're going to have anyway, they may want their own quarterback. So you know who says that they don't? They just don't draft a quarterback in the draft. What if, what if it is a Mac Jones? What if it is a Trey Lance? Or they trade uh, up they, for Justin Fields. Yeah, what if they trade up for Justin Fields? If the Jets want to trade out of that number two pick, you know, there's a whole lot of scenarios. I'll take that, Julio Jones. Yeah, the Jets would most certainly. Can you imagine Julio Jones, Sam Darnold, or Trevor Lawrence with Julio Jones? Here's what here's what I said, and and this is this is interesting, and this was before the Jets won that game, and I said this to Chris. I didn't say it. I kind of said it on air, but I also said it to him more off. And I want to hear what you have to say. So I said what the Jets should really do. And, of course, you know the Michael Thomas situation where there are reports that it's because of uh, Drew Brees' stance with everything that happened over the summer in regards to George Floyd and, and Black Lives Matter and everything like that, that there are reports out there that Michael Thomas basically said that he would not play another game for the New Orleans Saints as long as Drew Brees is quarterback, right? Yep. So let's say Drew Brees decides he is coming back next year. And Michael Thomas says, I want out. Okay. What if, what if, and this is all what ifs, and I don't know if it's going to happen now because the Jets are going to be picking number two as of now. But this was before. What if the New Orleans Saints traded a middle-round pick, let's say a fifth-round pick, and Michael Thomas with his massive contract to the New York Jets for a mid-round pick as well, let's say, let's say, let's say late. We'll say a seventh-round pick. Seventh-round pick and Sam Donald. Would you do it? I would do it, but I don't think the Saints would want to, would want a pick that that that's that late. I don't think they would. I think they would probably want like a like a maybe a fifth. Well, you know what's more valuable to the Saints? Sam Donald getting that contract off of their books. That contract is terrible. But as as is. Fuck yeah, As I would is. do that. Fuck yeah, I would do that. As is. You're getting a – the Jets are getting a well, second-round pick and Michael Thomas. Fifth. Fifth? Okay. We're getting a fifth-round pick and Michael Thomas. For Sam Darnold, and let's say you give up a little more. Let's say you give up a third. Okay. Fine. And you, you assume his full contract. His full contract. Full contract. So you assume, you assume the rest of his – the rest of his eighteen million a year. I think I think I would take that. Okay. See, that was that was the conversation that we had that we had off and on air. Was what would a Jets fan do that? I think I, it, I think I would. I think this is also under uh, operating under the assumption that you don't get one of Galladay, Allen Robinson, or Juju in free agency. I don't know why you'd want Juju because he's. No. He's a trash can receiver. You don't you don't want him. Maybe he's a good fit for the Jets because he's a trash can receiver. Well, he maybe, could. Maybe good fit. He'd be a good fit if we get Michael Thomas because then it would be Michael Thomas and Juju, and then it would be like Antonio Brown and Juju, where you can have Michael Thomas drawing all the coverage and Juju True. would succeed. True, but it's a lot of money. You have, you have to pay to two receivers, and then you need to figure out you know what you're going to pay your number one pick, yes. whether it is Justin Fields or Trevor. No, Lawrence well that's the. I mean, else. you have to need you don't need to figure that out. It's just, there's a rookie wage scale. Well, right, but then you need to figure you need to figure out 
how it fits under your cap, but the Jets have a ton of money, yes. which, is why, which is why assuming that contract for them makes sense. Well, also, we have a ton of draft picks, too. Yes. So, you like, it doesn't have, really you matter. You also have the draft pick from Seattle. Yes. So, that helps. Yeah. So, yeah. The that smartest be... thing for the Jets to do, though, with that number two pick, and before we move on to the tight ends and then, uh, and then close the book, is if they're picking number two, trade out of the pick. That's the smartest thing that they could do. We can get a lot of, lot of draft picks out of it that. It depends how much a team loves Justin Fields or loves Penny Sewell or loves, or loves Patrick Sertan or, or any of those top prospects. I mean, honestly, it all depends on what happens on Saturday, January 1st or Friday, January 1st when you have the duel between – the duel of the fates between uh, Lawrence and Fields. O-H-I-O. Did you, did you see, before we move on to the tight ends, one more thing, one more tangent. Okay. Did you see what that rat bastard Dabo Sweeney said about my Buckeyes? It's great, right? That 11. piece of shit. Oh, I, I mean, can't wait for this game. I want blood. Yeah. Well, I think, listen. If God forbid, 11th team below Coastal Carolina. Is he on crack? Coastal Carolina is undefeated. Is he on crack? <laughs> is he on methamphetamines? I mean, there are a lot of things that I don't agree with Jabbo Swinney. There, remember that time that he said that college athletes are entitled for uh, asking to be paid for their services? Mm hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. She go die in a fire. I do not like Dabo Swinney. <laughs> wow. That is obscene. That is a man of our Lord. I just told him he's a piece of shit. I don't, I don't know. I'm not crazy about him. I'm not crazy about him either. He talks some slander about my Buckeyes. All I know is, all I know is my boy Ryan Day. He's going to have the troops ready. All right, then. Anyway. Tight ends, shall we? Sure. Okay. Oh, I wonder. Oh, actually, no. Never mind. Austin Hooper is above the uh, is above the threshold. Austin Hooper. What a guy! Great guy. Um, great man. I'm not even going to try and guess who your number one, two, and three tight ends are, because I don't know. Number three, Dalton Schultz, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Number two, Jordan Reed tight end for the San Francisco 49ers, and then numero un in a very, very weak tight end market, Cole Komet, tight end for the Chicago Bears. God, is it ever a weak tight end market? It's really bad. It's really, 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 really gross, abhorrent, and disgusting. Um, the defense is, though, not bad. Not terrible. The Cleveland Browns, I mean, if you picked them up last week to start them against the Giants, you're going to hold on to them for two weeks. So, you know, there's that. I mean, if you, li if you survived, if you lived through the Bears going up against the Vikings, you have a juicy matchup against uh, the for Jacksonville sure. Jaguars waiting for you. Baltimore, if you held yes. on to them this entire time, they have a nice matchup as well. Um, Buffalo going to New England. On Monday? Buffalo, yeah. Miami, lock for a turnover. Yep. Arizona. Washington. Washington, yeah. 
Arizona, of course, in that neutral site game against San Francisco. It is. It very much is. Tampa Bay against Detroit. I don't think it's, that's a terrible one either. The Chargers against the Broncos. Not a bad one. Here's um, one. Here's okay. One for you. I was going to say, what about the Texans? That was the one. I, I, yeah. That was the one. The Texans. That's one I'm not so sure about just because the Texans' defense is terrible. But it is the Bengals, and they are at home. So that's helpful. Well, honestly, at this point, maybe this is more – I think th- this might be one of those things where you're more likely to get the Texans because everybody with all the recency – the Put recency bias against the Bengals. Put it this way. Yep. I hope you were smart enough in your leagues where if you were in a semifinal position, you picked up a defense and you beat the waiver wire on this. So you're not having to make a mad dash for one big-time play. Like if the Jag- the Cleveland Browns were out there. And now you have two people vying it out for a defense. There's a good chance that if there is, if you have two teams that are completely set for a championship and the only thing that's missing for each team is a defense, that you see the Cleveland Browns defense going for $100 in fab. That's yeah. how ridiculous this, this race for the Browns defense is going to be. It's going to be absurd. Well, I think you have also, there are other options. Like we, we mentioned all these other options. The Texans defense is available in 98.6% of leagues. I am not surprised. 80, 89. I am not surprised. Whatever. Math, Adam, is a struggle? A little bit. It's 88.6. My bad. Maybe instead of subscribing to the Associated Press, you should find some some scholarly math journal. Listen, I, (laughs) I am a radio major. I was a radio major. I did not. I, math does not concern me. Anyway, are we? We're not previewing any games, are we? No, we have no games to preview. We're done. There is no Thursday. There is only Friday. No Thursday. We will actually. So here's the, here's the deal with this. We're going to be releasing our preview for all the games on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Keep your to eyes be peeled. recorded tomorrow. And then if there is anything of major news that comes out before the start of the Saturday games, I will be doing a podcast Saturday to uh, keep everybody in. That'll be probably around 25, 30 minutes if there is one, just to kind of fill everybody in if there is some major, major news that breaks. But as of now, um, there will be one final preview show, which will be uh, recorded tomorrow. will be released midday Christmas Eve. So, this will be the last time that we are uh, that we are actually talking to you before uh, Christmas Eve. So, everyone, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Wow, very good, Adam. Yeah, I mean, I know some 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 gory stuff. I could say that. Yeah, but ho ho, uh, ho ho, Merry Christmas. When you spend your entire childhood on like Christmas morning or whatever, not doing anything and just watching cartoons on TV and they're all Christmas themed, you kind of, you pick up a few things. Fair. That's, that, that, that's very fair. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of not only the Fantasy Show, but also the Vanilla Basement Talk Podcast with Bird and Jake, the Quizvitational, and also our new show, the Basement Talk Podcast Debate. And that's all on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Amazon Music. We will talk to you later in this week. We will be previewing 
Friday's Christmas Day game, the three games on Saturday, everything that's happening on Sunday, it's going to be it's going to be crazy, but we're going to do it. We're we are gonna going to do it. We're going to do it. And then one final thing before we say uh, goodbye. Jake and I will be recording the Basement Talk podcast tomorrow as well. That podcast will be released roughly around Friday morning before we get to the uh, big slate of Christmas games for the NBA. Of course, that show will be a full NBA preview, knowing that the season does tip off tonight. Woo. Tuesday. Go Knicks. Go Knicks. Go Knicks. Or should I say go Quicks? Go Emmanuel Quickly. Go Emmanuel Quicks. Yes. Yep. The New York Quicks. The New York Quickerbockers. <laughs> oh, the puns. Oh, the puns. He's the next He's the next Clyde. You heard oh, it here. Yes. The Emmanuel Quicks. Quickly, quickly getting to the basket and putting it, it away. Swishing and dishing. I love it. I love it so much. Dishing and swishing. Driving and jiving. Posting Driving and, posting. and jiving. Ah, uh, I love it. Oh, oh this is hot right now. I know. For my co-host, Ed Birdsaw, I am Adam Caster, and we will catch you next time on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody. Bye-bye.